Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're happy that you can join us for another week. We certainly are. And today we have a special guest with us, Natty Howard. Uh, she is the creatrix of yoga spirit medicine, shamanic and intuitive healer, and Averadic coach, yoga, <laughs> breathwork, and meditation teacher, Pachakatui Mesa, tradition of shamanism, sanctioned teacher, and author of Your Mighty Inner Healer. So welcome, Natty. It's very nice to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and the different things that you do? And mm-hmm. I help people to unlock the shamanic path to healing body, to find safety within, to transform anxiety into inner peace so that they can really fully reclaim themselves. And that really has been my own journey. I used to work as a photojournalist long ago. And in 1995, I worked in the Middle East and I found that when I returned home, I had seen too much. I found that my mind was stuck. I was stuck in this place of deep trauma. And that's when I first started to do meditation and yoga. But I first started with meditation and then with yoga. And pretty, I was really amazed at the power that both meditation and yoga had to offer a sacred place of refuge within myself so that I could meet the world. And you know, 1995 is a long time ago already, but that was really a pillar that came into my life earlier in my life. I was in my early twenties. That has stayed with me ever since because we need that place of safety to meet you know, the insanity of the world and things have only sped up and things have only kind of gotten even more wild. And so, that was the beginning of my healing journey. You know, this this moment or this experience that really cracked my heart open to the, you know, really deep suffering in the world that, you know, that was met by my own suffering. That was also, um, tr- that also triggered a whole bunch of symptoms um, mm-hmm. in myself. Mm-hmm. And then fast, I still kept working as a photojournalist, but I I pivoted into uh, more of a documentary work, more into photographing the kind of the beautiful side of humanity, people's relationship to spirit, but also healers. And I became really interested in ritual and ritual as a way to not only heal the body, heal the mind, but bring that feeling of wholeness in the body, you know, restore our fragmentation into wholeness. So fast forward again to 2009, by this point, I had two boys. I gave birth to my third son. I had a third C-section in five years and the rest of my body went painfully numb. And I was perfectly healthy under the Western model of medicine, but the right side of my body was numb. And so again, I already had a meditation practice. I already was practicing yoga on my own. I already had a pretty clean diet. All these things were a part of my life. I already was juicing daily. That's what I craved the most in my last pregnancy. So what happened? You know, I was, you know, you know, that we have those again moments where we hit the ground running and we have no answers. And, you know, it is, you know, in the shamanic worldview is known as the dark night of the soul or your shamanic dismemberment, right? I had to surrender deeply and let go of all that I was doing, let go of all that I thought I knew into trying to find answers. And the answers came pretty fast once I started to see, you know, what were the missing links along my healing process and put them in order. And Mm -hmm. so what happened was that as a photographer, I worked in the darkroom for many, many hours. I used to come back to Canada, make a meter by a meter long prints for galleries of my work which demanded that I was exposed to a lot of photochemistry. So essentially I was a ticking time bomb. My levels of heavy metal toxicity were up to 600% above normal. And so when that inner toxicity was met with the anesthesia for a third C-section, my body said, all right, I am done. (laughs) And that's what happened. And so then it was okay, now that I know what it is, how do I begin to undo it? How do I begin to safely detoxify my body? How do I begin to support my liver and my kidneys, which weren't working properly to be able to get to those levels of heavy metal toxicity, right? So there was a lot of inner searching, a lot of searching for teachers and healers and people who had done this before me so I could learn to walk again. And, you know, fast forward to, 
2023. <laughs> I've been doing this since 2014. I've been guiding others along their path to unlock what I call the self-healing map. It's important that we understand that, you know, in my, in my healing journey, it wasn't just one thing that helped me reverse the symptomology of my experience. It was the weaving of many medicines. It was the weaving of energy healing and shamanic practices. It was the weaving of juicing and juice fasting. It was the weaving of Ayurvedic nutrition, right? Ayurveda is a healing science that comes from India. It's a sister science to yoga. So understanding the self-healing code that I was born with, that then allowed me to put in place the right rituals in the right order to heal my body, right? So the weaving of all those ancient paths that has allowed me to not only uh, reclaim my own health, that I feel my body's no longer numb, but also guide others through mm -hmm. their own healing process, you know, regardless of what their symptomology may be. Because mm -hmm. once we understand the self-healing code that you were born with, it's like this, you know, this map begins to get unearthed. It's as if, you know, this, there's been all this dust on this map and suddenly we clear the dust and we begin to understand the system and we understand your body and we understand your mind and we understand what are your tendencies and what are your strengths and how can we support you to embody yourself? So right. your, your mm -hmm. self-healing code is different than mine. Mm -hmm. There's actually seven potential self-healing codes. So which one are you okay. and what are the rituals and tools that need to come into place in which order for you to access deeper levels of healing? So you can identify with these seven with people when you yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I go through a process of inquiry with them. There okay. are certain qualities that are, you know, for example, we can go through it right now, you know, where we can, I will ask you a few questions and that gives us clues into which, you know, which one of these seven are you? Now you have to understand that there's three main codes and then the other four are combinations of these three main codes. Okay. And okay. they and. are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's begin. I feel like, um, so, you know, for example, I'll ask you, you know, are you, um, when you close your eyes and feel into yourself, feel into that time of your life when you felt the strongest, the most connected to yourself, were you a creative alchemist, moving fast, doing 10 things at once, not sitting, not liking to be held bound by routine, needing to be you know, constantly creating, constantly moving, loving to travel, loving to um, experience so many things, having a big, big um, um, kind of fear of missing out and <laughs> understanding that maybe anxiety is part of a tendency that you have. Maybe that's part of, okay, great. So just hold on to that. Okay. And then, and then, so that's one of the archetypes. That's one okay. of the self-healing codes. Okay. That creative alchemist. And yeah. then we have the, you know, what I, I like to call the, the leader warrior who, who is very organized, who has, you know, that those long to-do lists and a chart for everything and is, 10 minutes early for every appointment that they may have and they are <laughs> right and they're 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 um you know they're really organized they have a lot of clarity of vision and what are the steps that need to be in place to make something happen and these you know th th this self-healing code also comes along with a clause and that clause is that your body is very sensitive and your body has a tendency towards inflammation. Well, yeah, right? that's interesting. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so that's number two. So then the first okay. one was your um, creative alchemist, right? right? Empathic by nature, very empathic as well. The second one is the leader warrior, right? Very organized, very, you know, like action oriented. Like, you know, give me just, give me the steps. I just need the <laughs> steps, right? Like, let's just cut straight through it. I just want the step-by-step -step action. And then we have the third code. And the third code is the lover, kind of the lover, earthy, loyal, 
um, yeah, the earth lover, I'm going to call it. And these people that are born with this self-healing code are your best, most loyal friend that likes to move slow, that likes to rise late, that really enjoys those rainy days on the sofa, that, um, you know, wants to uh, put minimal effort into something to get out maximum benefit. And they have this tendency to feel joy through touch. So touch is really important to them. And so are those really sweet decadent desserts. Like they feel joy through food. In particular, those, those really sweet foods. And so we have three, you know, independent, right? Self-healing codes. So creative alchemist, leader warrior, and then this lover, you know, this like earth lover. And now I initially mentioned that there are actually seven potentially potential self-healing codes, right? So then we have the combination of them. So somebody can be born the um, creative alchemist in combination with the leader warrior. So that's who I am. I am those two together. Somebody can be the creative alchemist and the earth lover. That me. <laughs> a little bit of you. Right? And somebody can be the, the, the leader, warrior, and the earth lover as well. And somebody, although it is more rare, can be all three together. Now, you have to understand, we all have the potential for all these qualities inside of us. It's not like if you're something, you're not the rest. Right. These self-healing codes are based on the elemental medicines. What do I mean by that? The medicine of the earth, the medicine of water, the medicine of air, the medicine of fire and the medicine of ether. So we all are made of these five elements. It's just we have more of one or two or or five in us that are expressing themselves that Mm -hmm. kind of we're expressing themselves at the moment of our birth. So we were born with a self-healing code that marks the way we look at the world, that marks our strengths, that marks our tendencies. That really important. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you a little something about myself. I move like a hummingbird. I am a visionary. I can do 10 things at once. I am not an auditory learner. I am not... Um, someone who can quickly remember things, I have to study them, I have to digest them, right? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that, that was a big weight on my shoulders. And now I understand that those are the tendencies that I was born with. Right. And I, now I understand what are the rituals that are going to allow me to thrive in this world, to let go of the self-shame in our dialogue, to let go of the why me victim mentality, because I now understand that these tendencies come along with rituals that allow me to weave myself whole, even when I I face these tendencies, because these self-healing codes also give us so much in regards uh, to our inner strengths. (laughs) Fascinating, right? Yeah, it is is very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that, you know, there is a ritual to go with who you are to help you live a better authentic life. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so there are specific rituals and there is a specific order in the way you put the, you weave, you put your, these rituals together so that you can continue to reclaim the fragmented pieces of yourself. Yeah. And it's important to know that because I don't, I don't know if you've been through this, but when I wasn't well, you know, I felt like I was in this hamster wheel of wellness <laughs> where <laughs> I had integrated so many things and I still wasn't feeling well and the rest of my body was still numb and I was facing all these obstacles. And it was when I understood that there was actually an order to the way we put things together right. that allows us to create stability in the core of our being from where it is easier to then move through the other steps of what I call the self-healing map to be. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if we try this and this and this and this, and we haven't created that stability inside of ourselves, you know, we're continuously just hitting the ground running yeah. over and over again. Right. And so how do you find out 
what ritual is for you and mm -hmm. does it <laughs> does it correlate with your archetype yeah so it correlates with your archetype and it also correlates with the self-healing map so there are six steps to the self-healing map and this is something that i've put together so that you don't have to spend 14 years trying to figure out like I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you know, and that's why I wrote my book, you know, Your, Your Mighty Inner Healer. It's like, this is the yellow Bible I wish I had when I wasn't well. And, you know, here you go. If you, if you, if you, uh, if you like to be supported, right, in, in integrating these processes and rituals, then there's a guide. If, if not, no problem. But I know that when I wasn't well, I was really seeking that kind of guidance that in an integrated way, in an integrated path. Because I had three kids that were under the age of five and I didn't wanna be numb. You know, I didn't wanna take all these pills that would numb me and I didn't wanna continue to feel numbness in the right side of my body. So, mm -hmm. so how, how, do, how do we walk the cellular mouth? And the cellular map has, like I said, six steps. And the first step is to understand how to befriend your body. Most of us that ha have gone through a healing journey, our relationship with our body has shifted, right? We are at war with our body. <laughs> we're not at peace with our body. We, we are in, uh, you know, we're in a place of battle with our body. And so what are the rituals that allow us to befriend ourselves again, to activate the healing journey? So the first ritual is actually to go, to go deeper into the understanding of the self-healing code that I just explained. There's a lot more to say about that. So who are you? Right. right? Yeah. The second ritual in that is to begin to downregulate your nervous system through Ayurvedic rituals. So there's many rituals to tend the body. And the order of them is going to depend on this, your self-healing code. So, for example, Ayurvedic, Ayurveda states that it's important to reclaim the when of your life, right. the rhythms of your life, right? Most of us wake up, you know, slightly different times every day. On the weekends, definitely, than during the weekdays. <laughs> Most mm -hmm. of us eat our meals at different times each day. Most of us sometimes eat our meals on the go because we don't have time or in front of the screen because we don't have time to pause, to give all our attention to the meal we're going to take. And nor do we have the awareness that we actually have to prepare the body to receive the food so that our bodies are able to digest it. Right. So we may be eating the most organic of foods made with love, but if we haven't prepared the body to digest that food is going to become toxicity inside of us. So I thought that toxicity was the toxicity in my environment, the toxicity of the heavy metals from the days of photochemistry in my body, the toxicity of the pesticides and glyphosates that I, you know, are everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I did not understand that our body is constantly creating toxicity when we fail to tend our digestive fire and tend to how our body is receiving the food that we're eating. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting, right? So we take in these tools and rituals that Ayurveda and Ayurvedic nutrition give us to reclaim the intelligence, the intelligence of the body to heal itself. And through that, through self-tending, right? Those rituals demand that we tend to ourselves differently. And when I say rituals, you know, again, most of us, you know, this process of tending to ourselves through a ritual is a process that demands that we shift <laughs> our habits. Right, yeah. Right? I don't know about you, but it, you know, for me, it's like, I, I, there's there's so much triggers. There's so many triggers when I even say those words, shifting my habits. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can feel it. You can feel it all coming up. Yeah. And so, what if we could, instead of saying shifting our habits, we can, you know, um, transform our awareness of it into how can we tend to ourselves through ritual? Because our our DNA, our body, who we are, the ancestors, you know, the ancient in us, the ancient healer in us remembers itself through ritual. 
So when we begin to engage through ritual to, again, tend to ourselves, and eventually we're going to still shift our habits, the threat that comes when I say shifting your habits, those words, right, disappears. Yeah, it, it kind of it has a definite different feel. No, oh, definitely. Because you yes. can just feel it almost right in your gut when you say shifting your habits, like, oh, all these habits are coming up that you're trying to shove back down, right? Right, right. Wow. What and is, what did you have that made you go numb like that? The, the heavy metal toxicity. So some of my levels were 600% above normal. That created neuropathy when I had the C-section, the anesthesia for the C-section. Okay. Wow. My, my body couldn't detoxify it. Wow. So my liver wasn't working efficiently, nor were my kidneys, and I couldn't detoxify the the uh, anesthesia itself, which created okay. this neuropathy on the right side of my body. Wow. Wow. Quite a learning that is, hey? <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have a five, a three, and a zero. <laughs> you know, and... and and your husband travels for uh, for work and you know i don't have a lot of family present here where i live and it was just right hand and left hand and how do we do this wow where do yeah. you live i live in Oxbridge, ontario okay. uh, so it's a small uh, community outside of uh, toronto uh, depending where you are in toronto but an hour from toronto itself beautiful canada <laughs> yeah canada beautiful country <laughs> yeah so you know that's step one of the self-healing map. Okay. And you can see how when we begin to create stability in the foundation, down rather than the nervous system, create safety in the body, that's a se the second step. Safety, yeah, that's, we, that's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finding a lot it. of us, yeah, finding it. A lot of us seek to transform our trauma and our core wound without first creating stability in the body, which ultimately only keeps us triggered in, you know, what I call the, the trauma vortex. That's the name you probably have heard before. Because mm -hmm. we don't have stability in our nervous system yet. We haven't created that level of, or awakened that level of, um, body intelligence that can hold that. That makes sense because if you haven't dealt with your trauma, then you're just going to constantly keep having it reappear mm -hmm. to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then exactly what you said, how do you feel sta stable if you, if so you're carrying that around? Yeah. 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 And so then, you know, what are the rituals? <laughs> you may have you may have some rituals that you use yourselves for feeling safe in your body, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all do, I think, or some of us do, yes. Try what are some of them for you? Give me rituals, exercise, number one. Um, mm. I'm a person when I get, I'm a morning person. Um, mm. That's a ritual. I like to get up, get things motivated and moving because I believe that if I keep moving at that point, Things is going to make the day just right for me. Um, I'm not a sitter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the whole day is like a ritual as I walk through it because I'm always trying to keep myself ahead of myself all the time mm -hmm. of the things yeah. I need to do. Yeah. yeah. So pretty ritualistic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm an early riser. I get up quite early. And then I am more of a reflector. So I do my meditation and I do my journaling and mm -hmm. those kind of things are my thing that is my ritual yeah. that kind yeah. of centers myself and gets ready for my day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you what's your ritual so for me it's meditation okay so in this space in this room uh carving so but meditation didn't come right away right so first came the carving of a sacred space a space outside of ourselves where we can begin to take a deep breath and come to that practice, right? Yes. Inner, outer. So whatever we create outside of ourselves, we're also expanding inside of ourselves. And whatever we expand inside, we're then amplifying outside of ourselves. That's right. So meditation is a key ritual to digest the impressions and perceptions of the day. It's a key ritual to feel 
your heartbeat, feel the feelings, right? For, you know, for you, some of you is, you know, through journaling and self-reflection. And uh, for some of you, it's like action, right? You're the hummingbird. You're that first (laughs) archetype of self-healing that needs to get up and go. And it it is in this, in these um, actions that you also find safety because you feel you can control your life, right? Mm -hmm. And this ritual also, it allows us to transform anxiety, to transform overwhelm, to begin to, you know, we're continuing to calm and ground the nervous system. We're continuing to ignite the healing intelligence of the body, right? And the mind. And the, and the way that stress affects our mind-body system. Because stress has the power to completely shift our body. Right. So how do we ground and create a safe space to exhale and feel the feelings and know that we will survive them? Right. So we can down regulate and come back to a state of homeostasis, a state of, you know, presence, a state of health, a state of uh, belonging to ourselves. All those things yes. happen. This mm-hmm. Second step. And we yeah. awaken also uh, self-compassion. Right. And I like to call that uh, 10% of grace, like this ability that we have to not hold ourselves as rigidly and bring more ease into our inner dialogue, because that is the third step, (laughs) right? Inner inner dialogue, we all have it. And how do we transform self-sabotage? How do we transform that? you know, feeling of aloneness and that feeling of deep disconnect and this inner dialogue that is self-shaming, that is, you know, not enough, that has been with us since the beginning or lost at least as long as we can remember it. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And there are rituals for that too. So, you know, we are, we can understand now if you walk back to step one, step two, step three, how each of the steps builds upon the previous one and prepares you for the next, right? As we give ourselves more self-compassion, as we begin to digest our story, as we begin to de- find ways to de-stress, right? Ground the nervous system so we're not constantly triggered walking on shattered glass. Right. We begin to pause and hear the way we are in a relationship with ourselves, And through shadow work, through self-inquiry processes, through breath work, through movement practices, we begin to shift that relationship to self. And mm-hmm. we begin to also find greater inner trust, right? Something that at the beginning of our journey was shattered. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And when we start to give ourselves or connect with that place of trust within ourselves, we also begin to trust others more. We begin to trust in the unseen web that holds us more, right? The God of your own understanding, the great ordinary mystery, you know, whatever name, source, you may want to give it. There has been a break in trust with source. So as we shift our most intimate relationship with self, which is, you know, the seed of divinity within yourself, right? Right. It's naturally going to shift all other relations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, so you true. have to find that wholeness within yourself. And it's it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey <laughs> and it's it, it it's is a, a journey. Constant journey. I, I know every morning I have a list of affirmations that I say out loud mm-hmm. to myself. I repeat them three times each and I say I do that before I meditate. And it's interesting to me some days, which ones are harder to say than others. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, finding that truth within myself of when you're saying them. That, that's yeah. truth. Even during your day, things aren't coming out the way that they should be. And you have to sit back for a minute and go, what the heck is that? About? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, right, when you say that, then we step into the fourth step of the self-healing map, in, which is our story. And where is that coming from? And the awareness that our story is never just personal. There's an ancestral part to our story, right? The blood memory that moves through mm-hmm. you that mm-hmm. is ancestral. And so who are the voices inside of you? that are part of your inner dialogue 
that need to be transformed? What are the aspects of your story that is also a part of the trauma that your ancestry, your lineage has experienced? And what are the parts of your story, you know, that support you to remember your, your inner wisdom and the wisdom of your lineage? Because they've also passed that down and that also is, exists inside of you in your blood memory. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense. It does. And I think it's interesting because I think some of us don't know our lineage, yet it's mm -hmm. still that ancestral stuff still resonates through our bodies. That's true. That is so true. Yeah. 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 We're learning more about ancestral stuff lately. It's crazy. It's amazing. You know. It is, it is amazing. And you know, and that the story seeks to express itself, that there's a greater healing at work uh, from the seven generations past that shifts, inspires, transforms the seven generations forward through the work that we do. And these generations, you know, it's important that we know that they don't have to be biological necessarily, that, you know, in the work that we do for ourselves in that, you know, healing journey or reclaiming journey, we're affecting change in others. We're inspiring others to um, to come home to themselves. We're inspiring others to lead a more coherent life, to offer respect and dignity, to um, to be more transparent, right? And to, from who they truly are and the ways that they engage with the world. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so that level of remembrance of your inner wisdom and alignment of actions and clarifying of your inner vision then brings forth this fifth step, which is alignment with your authentic self and awakening, remembering what is your sacred medicine? Like what is your purpose here? Which is always in service, right? It's always right. in service. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. And often it is in service to people who have experienced a similar wound than what you experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's one striking yeah. you the most. That's true. That's true. Well. <laughs> and because we've been through it, we have gathered through all these five steps, tools and rituals and practices, right? That we can pass on to others. And each of us has said, you know, even though I'm naming this, the self-healing map through your own experience, mm -hmm. you have gathered tools and practices that you share with all, that you already share with others. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely, you do. Yeah, which is, which is great. Cause I think that's our way of communing with other people and, being social and getting that out there is, you know, how do we share these things with others to help people along the way? That are willing exactly. to be open enough to take it, you know, because there's so many closed people out there. And, you know, yeah, totally I'm trying to get into their head too a little bit. Like, you don't have to be like that stressed out all the time. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, that can only happen when we've integrated into ourselves, right. right? And the word integration and the word integrity share a lot of the same um, root, right? Yes. Yes. There's this process of really embodying it, really, you know, coming, bringing it into the core of your being, allowing it to, uh, you know, digest you, um, reclaim you so that you can come home to yourself so you can be seated in yourself from where you can now offer that to somebody else if we haven't lived it it's very difficult to teach it it's very difficult to support somebody else to go through the process so that sixth step is really integration of all these steps and all these rituals so that we can have greater awareness so that we can reclaim you know both our ability to come home to ourselves and find sanctuary within ourselves, but also our agency, the way that we are in service to others, to the world, to Mother Earth. Yes, right. absolutely. And that is so important to have that connection to Mother Earth. Like oh, that. Yeah. that is something even as a small child, I remember mm -hmm. loving to be out in nature and just 
right? Feel, just feel that rock beneath you, the grass beneath you, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Very true. Yeah. 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 And so we've talked about this map and I'm not, I'm curious to know if, you know, for you, is it a linear process? You know, when I speak of these steps, is it, is it a linear process for you? I think it would be. Yeah. 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 I think, I think for me, I'd want to like kind of delve into each one singularly, but I think in the whole, then you got to kind of bring it all together as well. Right. 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 As much as it's, you know, you're doing it in order, you still need to embody it all into your practice to find out who you truly are authentic. Yeah. 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 And, and so the way that the self self healing map, works it is like that we you know we go into each of the steps we go into you know what are the pillars that this step allows you to integrate allows you to transform inside of yourself but this self-healing i call it the self-healing journey is a spiral where we've been walking this spiral all the way towards our core our center that place of reclaiming your true self mm. and once we are more aware of deeper layers of ourselves we begin to walk that spiral back and then again, we walk it inwards, right? The, the healing is never done, but there's aspects of ourselves that we reclaim each time we walk the spiral. Yeah, that's true. And, it, and it's fascinating because, you know, the walk back has so much more awareness and compassion. And as we root into who we truly are, then we awaken even more of the sacred fire that lives in us, right? More of that remembrance of inner wisdom so that we can continue to shift our relationship to self from a place of deeper awareness and compassion so that we can awaken even more emotional intelligence mm -hmm. so that we can be more embodied. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like some uh, somebody said that to me at some point it's like healing in our journey and everything is like like you said a spiral it's never ending so just because you think you've healed one part of yourself it comes spirals back around to deal with it again in a different way right think, exactly. as in in yes life, yes. Right? yes yes for sure for sure like and at the same time when we truly integrate the rituals that each step has to offer us, the ride of the, you know, that journey inwards and outwards gets, gets a lot less bumpy because <laughs> we have, you know, it can be really chaotic, right? It's a vortex, right? It could yeah. be really chaotic, right? But this spiral, this self-healing map is an opportunity to amplify your healing vortex, right? right? We started our conversation speaking about the trauma vortex and, you know, how it is a place of erratic movement and here and there and everywhere. And it's not grounded and it's, um, it keeps us stuck, feeling anxious, overwhelmed, lost, confused, right? And most of us are there trying to figure out how to come out. And we're not aware, at least I wasn't that right beside it is this other space called the healing vortex. That is a space that you cultivate daily through your own rituals, you know, for self care, for mind care, for body care, for soul care, right? That the more you amplify it, the more stability you have inside of yourself, right? The more that when you get triggered and pulled into this, you know, other space over here that is the um, trauma vortex, right? Now that you know all about the healing vortex, you have the tools, rituals, and practices to pull yourself out and hang out here rather than here. Right. 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 Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, you know, we come back to what are the rituals of each step that are in alignment with the self-healing code that you were born with. And that's a lot of what I teach. And that's a lot that I, you know, that I created a whole program called the Self-Healing Mentorship that I guide people through. It is a six-month process. So we spend a month in each one of these steps. Uh, I was mm -hmm. going to say, you must have a lot of happy people that leave you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things change really quickly. Once yeah. we understand this map, once we understand the rituals, and once we are supported in sacred space, right? When we find that place of safety within and we are held for the, in that for six months continuously, then a lot of things shift really quickly. 
Yeah, yeah. that sounds very beautiful. Does so with the trauma vortex and the healing vortex, mm -hmm. do they somewhat mirror each other? Like are the answers somewhere in between the two of those? They they're touching each other, you know, mm -hmm. but they, they don't necessarily mirror each other. No. Okay. Uh, one is uh, more unconscious victim of our circumstances in our life. Okay. Place where we we just we don't we haven't we don't understand that we have tools to get out of there, and it's just you know we're stuck in deep anxiety, we're starting to overwhelm, even depression sometimes, and right. uh, you know there's as the name defines it, right? We're stuck in in our triggers and our trauma. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the healing vortex is made out of ancient practices for deep healing. And it's a space that you cultivate, that you amplify through conscious awareness, through self-compassion, through self-love, through really understanding the self-healing code that you were born with. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, does it have the answers? Yes, it does have the answers, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's more than that. Because once you understand who you are, and you're able to support your tendencies and amplify your strengths, then reality is going to change very quickly. Yeah. And I would imagine everything around it would change too, like exactly. sequence of events, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and how you anchor yourself in the world and what your service is to the world will change as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Because you understand yourself. Yes. Right? So what, you, age, what would yeah. you say is one of the most important things, not most important, but where someone could start? Like, what do you think the first thing a person needs to do to get on this journey to do the self-healing? Great question. <laughs> Great question. Thank you. So I would say, you know, download the self-healer meditation. You can access that on my page. It's uh, www.nati.com howard h-o-w-a-r-d.com and begin to carve a safe space for you to meet yourself and from there let's begin to unpack the self-healing map i'm going to be offering actually a five-day live challenge starting october 14th where i go deeper into what is the self-healing map how can we unlock it in five days so there are six steps in the map but we are going to unlock each one of those steps in a deeper way. You're going to find out more about the self-healing code you were born with. You're going to find out more about specific rituals of each step so that you can very quickly begin to create this healing vortex, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you're interested, then we can perhaps have a conversation about mentorship. Mentorship is actually... Right now, it's been happening for the last um, almost three years on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Mm -hmm. And I am launching a group self-healing mentorship for January. So I know that this podcast is going to air in February, <laughs> February. But, you know, just stay in touch because this mentorship, although it is a six-month process, it's going to happen a few times a year. It's going to be opening doors uh, sure. a few times a year. And... You know, that is where we really are able to go really deep, really quick and shift a lot. You know, even if you ch join the, um, the five-day challenge, you're going to be offered tools that you can use right away. You don't have to wait until mentorship opens again. You can begin to take action today. Right. And then, but what mentorship does is this, you know, it's almost like we're going into this um, incubator that is a sacred space, the womb. Right, right, right. Where we begin to shift really rapidly. And the self-healing mentorship is not just for women. It is for women and men who want to go deeper into their healing journey. It is for everyone who is seeking to transform their symptoms, transform their core wound, transform the way that they feel in their body, right? So that they can truly step into their potential, into living and leading a vibrant, healthy life. Yes. Beautiful. And that's what we want. We all want to be as healthy and as vibrant as we possibly can. It's one life to live. It may that's be, it. you know, <laughs> we must be happy and content and full. 
feel full. You know, I, this is what we're trying to do with people listening with you. Like, be yourself. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know, every minute, try to enhance every breath that you take every day mm -hmm. to be um, the best of yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You can get a smile. You have quite the smile on your baby. Yeah, and you know that's it. That's it. That at the at the you know at the core of why do we do this is so that we can find greater happiness, fulfillment, joy, connection to self, connection to other, connection to the earth, connection to the beauty of the world. Yes. And. And be of service, right? Be of service and activate that part of us that yearns for purpose, that yearns for legacy, that yearns for, uh, I do believe that we all yearn to make a positive impact in somebody else's life. We do. And so how do we activate that? Yeah. And I agree because I think the more that you pull yourself out of the trauma and being in this stuck state, the more you can find what your service is to people. Oh, totally. How you show up, right? How you shine your light, all those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. True. And that's what we're doing at the podcast. We want everybody to see <laughs> that there's ways that you can choose as an individual to walk your path and do what brings you joy. Um, and there's so many services out there like what you're doing and that, that we want people to see that. You know, jump in at it, jump. Don't just walk slowly, take that leap of faith, you know, and just jump into something that will give you that smile on your face. And mm. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful what you're doing. Good yeah. for you. I think it's I think it's wonderful what you're sharing with the world because it's needed. Yes. It, I feel like the calling to heal ourselves is really important right at this particular time in in the world and in life itself mm -hmm. um, so I think it's you know it's so wonderful talking to someone like you that is sharing these things and tools with the people and you can you can not just see the passion you can feel the passion as you're talking about it right and um, uh, that initiates things in people when you can see and feel it all at the same time from someone else right and you do that well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I've been doing this work for quite some time, uh, even before mentorship started. And to see somebody else's path change quickly and to see them let go of the cords and the stories and the, um, you know, all that heaviness that keeps us stuck away from ourselves, right? We haven't even gotten to living your purpose. We're just feeling so stuck that we don't even feel in our bodies. Yep. Right? We're lost. And, it, and to, to feel that person coming back, it's like you're turning the, the dimmer of the light on and suddenly they're in their body and they're remembering themselves and what brought them joy and, and that, you know, they, that they are safe and they can, there's, there's so much that they can do about their anxiety and their overwhelm. And here are the steps. And, to get them then to this point of my life matters and what I do with it matters. And I have the ability and capacity and inner resources right, right. to then change somebody else's life and inspire somebody else to, to do that as well. You know, everything changes. And that for me is the most valued, like that's my, that's the most gift, the most valued gift that I can receive, that yes. I can receive to be a witness of that. Yeah, so you, you exude that so you can you can feel your light and your energy and that that joy for life and yes. of wanting to give joy to others. Yes. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Sure. Um, <laughs> so my, my name is Nati Howard. Uh, you can find me online at www.nati, N-A-T-Y, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D.com. And there you'll find the link to download the self-healer meditation. It is a free um, offer and, you know, do so. Take that initial step. Join the five-day challenge to unlock the self-healing map and then start walking this path. You know, there's, 
I don't believe, even though I'm an energy healer and I'm a shamanic <laughs> practitioner, you know, there are, I believe in magic, but there are, there's not a singular magic pill that will no. transform your life. There, there is, however, there are, however, magical roads, you know, direct paths that lead you to magical roads and transformations. And that's what this is, right? And so by weaving all these ancient medicines, again, it wasn't just one for me. It was the medicine of Ayurveda, the healing science of India, the medicine of breathwork and movement and yoga, the medicine of shadow work and Buddhist teachings on compassion and trauma. It was the medicine of the Pachakuti Mesa tradition, which is the ancient healing tradition that comes from Peru that was originated by Don Oscar Milo Pisada. It was all the... Um, you know, wow. healers that I met when I, as a photographer, when I worked in Venezuela, my country of birth, when I worked in the Amazon, when I worked in different villages that have allowed me to understand, you know, this master weaving that needs to happen yeah. for us in, to reclaim that remembering, that, that deep remembering of ourselves and that feeling that, you know, to access that uh, awareness of wholeness, right? Wellness, wholeness are connected. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm -hmm. we really, really appreciate you sharing space with us and, mm -hmm. and giving all this information to our listeners. Um, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to read your book. <laughs> yes, please get a copy of it. Yeah. Uh, get on there and, and try the meditation out. It sounds yeah, it wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. thank you again so much for taking time to share space with us. And it sure is nice. Anytime you want to come back on and join us again, please let us know. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. And um, I hope that, you know, I hope that all that you do continues to touch the, the hearts and the lives of thousands of thousands of people who are thank seeking you. to remember who they are. Well, thank, thank you, you very thank much. You. Thank you very much. For yes. You do. <laughs> Through all the people like you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> thank, you. Right. thank you. And everybody, join us next week. We'll see you then. You bet.